With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome to the program. We appreciate you being here. Um, this evening, we're going to talk about um, something that I think is uh, is in the news and we ought to talk about. You know, a long time ago, I worked, uh, I, I did this program on Blog Talk Radio. And when uh, Alan Levy decided to shut down heading left and heading right after the election of Barack Obama, he pretty much said that people didn't want to talk about politics anymore and, you know, and, and that especially people on the right would have nothing to talk about. You know, my managing editor was Elizabeth Blackney, and 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 in her and I having conversations, she said that Willie, uh, we, we're going to have more to talk about every day than ever with the election of Barack Obama, and we have since that November of in two thousand eight. Um, there hasn't been a day where there hasn't been something that was worth talking about, and it happened for eight years, and it's now happened uh, for two and a half years through the um, t- through the presidency of of Donald Trump, um, the behavior of the left, the ideas of the left, the lack of ideas of the left. Uh, and there's always something to talk about. And, um, today is no different. So today we are going to talk about, um, the house, um, announced that they are proposing, uh, taxing wall street, uh, to, to wipe out $1.6 trillion of student loan debt. Um, so we're going to spend a little time today talking about um, uh, really where that came from, why it came from, uh, I mean, why it came and what there really is to do about it. Uh, I was reading a tweet from C.J. Pearson and C.J. is frustrated because Republicans and conservatives haven't come up with a plan. Um, the Democrat plan is the Bernie Sanders plan is stupid, but they haven't come up with a plan to do something about it. Well, this is one of those instances where there really, is, I mean, the plan is that people are just going to have to work it out. It was stupid to get in that much debt. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any, any sense to get into that much debt um, and spend that money in the way that it was spent. And that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of personal responsibility. Um, we're going to get into it in a second. I'm going to, if I don't stop and, and, and take the break, uh, I'll hop right in, but I'll, I'll, we'll get to that right after um, we get back from um, from this. Thank you so much for coming to the program. In America, there are three proven ways to build wealth. Business, investment, and real estate. All three seem to have high hurdles to jump to get into, but believe it or not, real estate is the lowest of the three hurdles, and multifamily real estate investing is the best way to go. From duplexes to apartment complexes, Multifamily investing brings the biggest bang for your investment buck. My friends at Buy It, Rent It, Profit and the Landlord Academy are ready, willing, and able to get you going on the path of building wealth. Contact Joe Ebanks and Brian Chavis at BuyItRentItProfit.com. BuyItRentItProfit.com. 
Are you looking for a reliable transportation, but you don't have a bunch of money? Are you wary of used car types? And you should be. You just need a car you can afford and a dealer you can trust. Great news. Good Guy Cars is here. John Desbrow is something you don't find every day. An honest used car dealer. Good Guy Cars is at 8412 Industrial Boulevard in Tampa, Florida. The phone number is 813-999-9992. That's 813-999-9992. The web address is www.goodguycars.com. Thank you again. Thank you for coming to the program today. And thank you for listening. And thank you for subscribing to the channel and all that stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, and, I, and we need to talk about this whole student loan fiasco and nonsense. And, and it is it is fiasco and it is and it is nonsense. Um, four years, the what, I, what I'm going to, going to call the, the educational industrial complex um, pushed this narrative that the only way that a person was going to be successful in America was to get a college degree. And it was in, it, it should have been interesting. It should have been, uh, it should have sparked us that there were people saying, you know what, high school counselors telling, telling students, it didn't really matter what they got their degree in um, because the business was going to retrain you anyway. So get a degree in something. What they were saying is that spend four years in a school, paying for it somehow, um, no matter what, doesn't matter. History, a lot of people get in history degree, degrees in history, which is really funny because a lot of these people get out of college and act like they don't know anything about about history at all. Um, they, history degrees, um, English degrees, uh 20th century poetry, 18th century poetry, uh, all sorts of women's studies, African-American studies, um, the study of women. Does that take four years to do? <laughs> this is be, this is be honest. Does that take four years to do? Do you really need a degree, a bachelor's degree, a bachelor of arts degree, uh, you know, uh, of African American studies. Well, hell, the history is only only five or six hundred years old. F- four years of intensive study. Do you need a degree in that? And the question a lot of us asked early on was, "Okay, that's cool. Where does that lead?" Well, I'll tell you where it leads. It leads to teaching at a university, teaching. Women's studies. It, it it leads to a, a teaching at a university, teaching um, African American studies. It you know what that's where history. It leads. It it, it doesn't lead to a job um, where you get to use that information. It, it it leads back into the same system. Thus, the industrialness of it. 
that educational industrial complex, it leads back into the education thing. That's where it goes. It's a way to replenish itself. That's the only place it goes. I'm sorry, there isn't a job out there for somebody who has a degree in 18th century poetry. There just isn't. There's no there's no call for that. Now, I, I'm not hating on 18th century poetry. And if you know a lot about it, if you know a lot about Chaucer, great. So I'm not saying that getting that sort of education and learning about those kind of things are bad for you. And we shouldn't do. I'm not saying that we all that everybody has to have some utilitarian um, reason to be educated. I am still a believer of education for education's sake. I am, because I think that that's the way that we have a civil society. I don't, and I don't have any problem with that. However, that if you are interested in 18th century poetry, and I'm good with that. The idea shouldn't be that um, that should that degree, Frank. Quite frankly, should not cost you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars at Vassar. It just shouldn't, because frankly, it's not worth that much. It's simply not worth that much. It's not worth seventy five thousand dollars at Florida State University or at the University of Florida, oh, it's not worth $100,000 at Duke. It's just not worth that much. And it is because of what it leads to. It just don't, it just don't make good sense to spend $100,000 on a degree that when you get out, you're going to make $20,000 as a barista at Starbucks. Barista. They used to call it people who make coffee. But, you know, when you got a guy that has two masters, one in English and the other in history, you know what? He can't just be a coffee, you know, he, a coffee jerk. He just can't be a coffee maker. He's got to have a name. Kind of makes him feel better about himself. Um, so there is in all of this some practicality. And this push, this constant push by high school counselors the beginning of the educational industrial complex and universities that continue to, especially public universities that continue to push on state governments for more and more money. Um, so they can get, because they're getting more and more students because the, the people in the high schools and the media are doing a fine job at convincing the electorate and the populace that everybody's got to go to college. That narrative like um, that in the 50s, a high school diploma was enough, but now the very base for success in America was a bachelor's degree. And every, and a lot of people bought into that. I was working in, you know, I was working in the school system, you know, through the 80s, and a lot of people bought into that and still do. So much, in fact, that um, you have middle school kids who are in sixth grade whose counselors are are talking about college. They're 12. Some of them are 11. I get them. I get them in my in my studio. I teach saxophone, flute and clarinet. And I get them in my studio and they're 12 and 11 and they're talking about college, talking about taking 
You're talking about taking high school classes so they can get into a good college. And I would go, you're 11. You just stop going to the bathroom in the mall with your mom. One of the last things in the world that you need to think about at this point is college. Because frankly, there'll be stuff that exists in six years that you that you could do that don't even exist now. So what you're aiming at is an old target. Think about think about it like this. You know, if, if you look up into the night sky, you see stars. The fact of the matter is that some of those stars are thousands of light years away. That means the light, and this, and, and this is a concept that can blow your mind. The light that you're seeing now may not even be there. So when you start looking at college um, and what you're going to do at university, when you're 11 in this day and age, that target that you're aiming at, unless it's an, a near star like a doctor or a lawyer, and even that to a degree now may not even be there. And of course, people change and kids change and we don't even know and you don't even know what you're going to be good at in six years. But that push in, and, and you know what, at, you know, especially in public schools is still there that you've got to get a college degree. And again, we were in a place where in the 80s where, where counselors told students, it doesn't even matter what you get a degree in. Thus, we've got all the uh, what we call underwater basket weaving degrees. Now, here's a, here, here, here's a fun fact. All, what all you know? What basket weaving is done on underwater because you have to wet the you have to wet the basket stuff that you do, so it's kind of all underwater. But anyway, you have <laughs> sorry, I throw that in. So you've got you had this pressure for years for everybody to get a degree. Now, if you've got a business that everybody else is promoting, and that is and, and and you can decide how hard or easy it is to get into. You have no pressure on you to make it less expensive. There is no pressure on you to make it less expensive. Zero. And guess what colleges and universities didn't do? They didn't make it easier to pay for. As a matter of fact, every year they made it difficult to pay for. And it seemed like every year here in Florida anyway, that the the, the three... Or, or the big four, um, Tallahassee kept going to the state capitol and the border regions and asking for continued um, tuition hikes again and again, year after year after year after year after year. Why? Because not that, not just that electricity and fuel is more expensive, and you need those things to run a university, especially a major university. The 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 teachers the uh, the ja- everybody wants to make more money. Everybody wants a cost of living increase. Everybody wants to be wants to be paid more for what they do. So college became more and more and more and more and more expensive, and continues to be more expensive. Nobody's offering any discounts. Do you notice that there's not one college or university in the country that's offering a discount? If you come in with a four, if you come in with a higher than a four you get 25% off your freshman year. Yes, there's scholarships being out, but nobody's given, you know what? And no one's given out any, you know what? Any discounts. No one's making it cheaper. But it is those people who teach 
and work in and through the, the educational industrial complex who are supporting people that say that college ought to be free. None of them are willing to take a pay cut. I'm not sure where they think, oh, they know where the money comes from. See, that's the mistake that we make on the right. We 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 say, I don't know, where, where do they think the money comes from? Well, they know where the money comes from. It comes from you. They don't care. They think they deserve it. That's part of what the left does. So anyway, um, this this sparked me um, this evening because I was reading, I was on Twitter. God, I hate Twitter. I think I hate Twitter more than Facebook now. I think I do. Because Twitter, I don't know, Twitter gets on my, makes my head hurt more than Facebook. Facebook's bad, and Twitter is worse. And it's not because of the censorship um, that I have a problem with. That's not what makes my head hurt. It's it's the things that don't get censored that make my head hurt. Um, So I was on Twitter, and a young man that I, I don't know, I don't know personally, but by reading his tweets and, and some of the things that that he said, I have a great deal of respect for. C.J. Pearson um, basically voices frustration with conservatives about student loan debt and not having a plan. But if I could talk to C.J. for a second, this is the same. Um, this is the same. The same thing. The same tar baby thing that happened during the. Um, debates or the, the the conversations on on Obamacare. Well, here's our plan. Where's your plan? Well, there doesn't always need to be a plan, and sometimes the plan is nothing. Sometimes the best thing to do is nothing, and it, and there is no good solution for student loan debt. It's one point six trillion dollars. is outrageous, and it is stifling to a lot of people's lives yes and that i acknowledge however government coming in swooping down to solve the problem is not the solution it's not the solution um because again you don't get there's no pressure on any of the colleges or universities going forward to make college college university you know any less expensive there's nothing going forward. And this opens the door for the next bill that says public, you know, federally funded public public universities um, won't be able to charge tuition. So where, where are they going to get that money from? That now they won't have any reason to to be responsible for, for cost or prices or, inc- or tuition increases, they won't have any pressure on keeping costs down. Sound familiar? This is why, of course, the, uh, of course, the bill that the Democrats are pushing in, in the House will probably not see the light of day in the Senate. And that was the plan all along. Put stuff out there that puts Republicans in an unenviable and uncomfortable position. The fact of the matter for me is not uncomfortable. People made these decisions. 
individuals made a decision to get a degree in history, made the decision to spend $100,000 to get a teaching certificate and teach in elementary schools. And now you've, now you've got a starting salary of $31,000, which, which ain't that great, and you got $100,000 in student loans. Yeah. But you made that decision. And now you want uh, big mama government to swoop, to swoop down and save you. Well, that's the problem that we have now. And doing it only exacerbates that problem. The only real solution is to stop telling people that everything that you need in life is by way of a four-year degree. And if you want a degree for education, that's just ed for education's sake, like if you want a degree in 18th century poetry, you can get one. My thought is don't take a loan out for it. Don't try to get a scholarship. Work for it. Pay for it yourself. Or if you're going or if you think that you need to go to college. Now, if you're going to be a doctor, please go to college. <laughs> you know, don't learn. Don't learn cardiology through YouTube. If you, I mean, if you're going to go, if you, if, you get, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a cardiologist, if you're going to do my triple bypass surgery, please go to college. The fact of the matter is, for me anyway, my thought is this: is that the society has pushed this. The sorry, not not just society. The the educational industrial complex has pushed this narrative that everybody needs this thing, and now the the real solution is just like in healthcare, finding out. How to make it cheaper. That's what we ought to, be, ought, ought, ought to be looking at. Not to bail people out who, who went to college, chose a crappy major, and then stayed too damn long. That wasn't everybody. That was some of y'all. That's the solution. And that's not something that you can write a bill for. So I think that... that House Republicans are actually, you guys are neutered, nothing they can do. And I think um, the Republican Senate need not bring it up. And I think those of us who are out here who are in the conservative movement need to start telling the truth about these kind of things and not look at and, and, and not look at it using the same narrative in the same position of the left. That's what I think we ought to, that's my advice to, um, to CJ. CJ, you know, this is, it's not necessary to have a plan. It's not necessary. The plan is to tell your kids to find out what you're going to do and find out how you're going to pay for it. Try not to get loans for it. Try to, you know what, go to universities that don't, I mean, you may not get to go to Vassar, honey. You might have to go to the state college. Maybe if you're going to go to Vassar, you spend two years at community college or state college, which is which is cheaper to keep the cost down because colleges and universities have to, what they have to know is that it's their cost that, that needs to be brought down. And the only pressure that we can bear, that we can bring to bear is to buy its consumers. The consumers are the students and the parents who are paying for it or the parents who are paying for the loans or the parents who are funding. That's the only pressure that you can bring to bear. 
I mean, let the word get out. University of Florida charges more than Florida State or USF for basically the same thing. So let attendance be, let attendance because of cost or lack of attendance because of cost start being a factor. That's what we have to start doing. And that's a, that's a long-term thing. And there isn't a bill to write. And there is no plan to announce. Um, so we are in the same sort of um, position as the Democrats. So we don't have anything to announce. We don't have a ribbon cutting. But this is something that we need to we need to do as citizens. This is something we need to do uh, with our own children, and it's long term. Let the word get out that the University of Florida is ten percent more expensive than Florida State or USF for the same degree. Start making colleges post how much a degree in history is. And then if your youngster wants a degree in history, then then it's, and then it's your responsibility and their responsibility to find out what are the avenues by which to, to get compensated later for your degree in history. Are you going to get a degree in history and then go to law school and, and be a lawyer? Well, some people do that. Are you going to get a degree in political stu- you know what, in, in, you know what, in political science and people don't. And they usually just go to law school after that normally. But as consumers, we have to be better. We have to be better. As consumers of the educational of the educational product, put forth and sh- and shoved down our necks by the educational industrial complex, we've got to be smarter about that. You know my um. My son was in the room. He's left the room. Let me t- tell you about his uh, a little bit about his story. He's a photographer. And after getting out of high school, he thought that he would go he thought he would go to community college to learn about photography because his idea that he would learn how to open his own photography business, which is what he I think he still wants to do. Um currently he's working for a couple of people um doing the kind of photography that he wants to do and um learning a whole bunch, learning an incredible amount by actually doing it and getting paid for it. What? What? Um, and he started off at um, at community college and took some photography classes first and then found out that it was mostly about the art, which is awesome, but it wasn't giving him what he needed to really give him, giving him what he needed to do what he wanted to do and what he wants to do. And the costs, frankly, were mounting. It wasn't as bad as going to a four-year school, but the costs were mounting. Unfortunately, me and his mom could not bankroll him on this. And um, at the time, he was we, were, we still needed him as a tax deduction at the time. So he wasn't emancipated in that place, so he was stuck. And the thought of ending up with more student loans was just it was too much to bear that it was going that it was it was easily going to be th- thousands of dollars for a two year degree going to get out of it what he wanted to so he decided to you know to stop the bleeding you know 
we talked and I said, are you going to sign up for class? He said, no. You know, one semester, I'm not going to sign up for class. I'm not going back there. It's not, it's not giving me what I, it's not doing what I wanted to do. Yes. As a parent, sometimes, you know what, your first instinct is to go, uh, because I'm as indoctrinated by that narrative as anybody. But it made a lot of sense. So what he ended up doing was going to work for going to work and taking for somebody who takes pictures and take and learning how to do that. So he went uh, worked for um, one of the biggest school photography people in the country, Life Touch, and worked for them for a while. And now he's working for a local company um, that does school photography. And he wanted to be a sports photographer, and he gets to do just that. And he's working with I mean with a local website. That's that's growing and growing. That's all sports photography. And he's learning more doing that than he would have learned sitting in a classroom. So it's really important that um, that we become intelligent consumers of the educational product. Just because they're they're putting it on a plate doesn't mean it's for everybody. And college, frankly, isn't for everybody. The whole college thing, if you hated high school, you damn sure don't want I mean, you damn sure don't want to go to college. If you hated homework and sitting in a classroom all and sitting in a classroom all day, why would you want four more years of that and pay a hundred thousand dollars to do it? That just seems dumb, right? So that's the whole that that's that that's the problem in a nutshell. And again, that problem can't be solved by Congress. No, no matter how much they they look at this and they seem to be offering a solution to a lot of people. Elizabeth Warren is, Elizabeth Warren has put out a, her proposal to, um, to relieve $50,000 of, of, of student loan debt to over 42 million Americans, right? Seems like, oh, this is, this is a kind, compassionate thing to do, but it doesn't nearly stop the problem. It doesn't end the problem. The problem is that we've got people going to colleges um, that, first of all, shouldn't shouldn't be in colleges, and second of all, colleges cost too much damn money. Um, it's the left taking the same approach to to education as Barack Obama took to to healthcare. It's the same old deal. That's the same old deal. And if people have more choice, and which you cannot legislate, people will have. Um, cheaper cheaper prices and be able to afford health care and be able to afford education. We're going to take a, a little bitty break and we'll be back right after this. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at Arm Citizens Legal Defense Network 
Our n number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. back to the program. Um, like I said, um, you know what? There are, there are, I mean, I, you, I just have to admit with $1.6 trillion of, of student loan debt, there is a lot of it about. Um, there's no doubt. But you still have to look at it as responsibly as a conservative. You have to look at where it came from as opposed to what you're going to you know what, and then and then and then decide what you're going to do about it. If there's anything you can, I don't really think, frankly, I thought about this for a long time. I don't think there's anything that anybody can do about it. I think that what what you're going to have to do is people are going to have to work themselves out of it. And then while that's going on, we're going to have to change the narrative of the educational industrial complex. We're going to have to try to find a way to make education less expensive. And I think that technology is 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 doing just that. And I think that there are there are some innovative things. As a matter of fact, there's a high school, and there's and there's a number of them around the country that are offering high school students the ability to earn an associate of arts or an associate of associate of science um, while they're in high school, which cuts off two years um, from their four year degree. So. Um, they're not going to spend as much time in a four-year school. Now, that might force one of two things to happen. That might force people to bring the price of, of, of a four-year school down to get that student to come in earlier, or that might force them to raise prices because they're, you know, the numbers of people that they need are down. Or they are people. Our kids aren't hanging around as long or only half as long as they, as they used to be. But hopefully... It's the consumer. Is the it is the education consumer that is able to 
put pressure on colleges and universities to keep costs down. Um, that's what's really, really important. Uh, now, the pressure to drive costs up is really happening um, from the left. And, you know, what stupid stuff like wanting to play, wanting to pay professional athletes. What do you think that money is going to come from? That's going to come from the general coffers of the universities. Um, that's going to come from, um, from student tuition increases. That's where that's going to come from. It can't come from anywhere else. And so donations to the university will, will go to pay athletes instead of um, taking care of the things that donations to universities should be taking care of. And I think that this is, again, one of those really problematical things that we really have to start looking at in a really tough way. And it is tough. It's going to be very difficult. Um, there are no easy solutions for this. And you know what? And the people in the House, um, the Democrats in the House know this. And and what they're going to try to do is get um, Republicans in a stuttering mode. Uh, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should consider something like this. Instead of instead of people being truthful and saying the the, the real problem is that colleges that university is too much. College education costs too much. That's the real problem. And until we address that, then there isn't anything that is going to be nearly vaguely a solution, right? It's simply not going to work unless we can bring down the price of what it costs to go to college. So there's your solution, CJ. There's your solution to the whole problem. Fight to bring down the cost of college. Fight to bring down the cost of health care because that's really the problem. Insurance is not, having insurance is not the problem. Having insurance is not the problem. The cost is the problem. How do we bring down the cost? President Obama said early in his presidency that if we if we pass the Affordable Care Act and the Patient Protection Act, that uh, most people would see a twenty five hundred dollars savings in their health care costs. And we found out, frankly, no disrespect to President Obama, is that that, that just wasn't true. That that just didn't happen. And it isn't just because well the price of everything goes up. No. Our our plan that my wife and I are on, that when my son was born, yes, albeit 28 years ago, it cost us five bucks to have a baby. Crazy, ain't it? Crazy. And now our out-of-pocket for um, all sorts of things for surgeries and the like is $3,500. Is it's increased twenty five hundred dollars since the advent of the Affordable Care Act? It is not having insurance that that was ever the problem. It's the cost that's the problem. And I think until we decide that that's what we're going to do, we're going to bring down costs. Then everything else we're doing is ridiculous and not going to be a solution. So anyway, we got to get out of here. Make room for somebody else. Thank you again for coming to the program. Um, please, please, please um, support the YouTube channel. I've put up some interviews uh, from the some blasts from the past. Uh, my interview with with Andrew Breitbart, um, Frank Gaffney, um, and some other folks. Um, Shirley Huzar, um, Dan Bogino. Um, I've been blessed to have talked to some great people. 
Uh, I'm going to hopefully this week get my interview that I did with Herman Cain before he was a candidate when he said that he was cons- that he was prayerfully considering running for president. I have that interview. I have an interview I did with um, the first black um, lieutenant governor of Florida, Jennifer Carroll. And um, I've got a Star Parker interview um, that I uh, our interview with with Crystal Wright. Um, Sonny Johnson, uh, Brandon Darby, um, and others that I'm going to be putting up in, in, in the coming weeks on YouTube. So please go to my YouTube channel, Fightback Media, and subscribe. Now, I'm asking you to subscribe purely out of vanity because they've already crapped my AdSense account and I cannot make any money from it. So I'm not asking you to go there so I can make a few dollars because I can't. I've appealed numerous times. They're not going to let me make any money from that channel. So I got... I got shut down, demonetized, shadow banned, um, well before it was way before it was cool. So, but I'd still like you to go and subscribe, and I'd like you to get hit the notification bell. So when I put something something new, you have access to it. All right, we got to get out of here now. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye bye now. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 